Hear ye, hear ye, all gather to hear Master Joe. From this point forward, we are going to call them Bridgewaters. Detroit is a dumpster fire. Philadelphia is a dumpster fire. Nobody cares about fantasy, Sean. Nobody. They won the game they needed to win. Greg Williams should never step foot in an NFL locker room. You good? You got it all up? Juju Smith-Schuster being knocked back into the TikTok world. Grow and grow and grow. It's reps and reps and reps. Aha, aha, aha. Just throw and throw and throw and throw. Terrible, terrible, terrible defense. And we don't recognize boundaries in 2020. That has to make you happy as a Buffalo fan. I'm all, leave me alone. Because he's not a quarterback, so does those still count as QB hits? This is the best. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds podcast, Out of Bounds with Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Come check us out on the Facebook page, the Facebook group, Instagram, YouTube, all the places you can find social media. I'm Joe McDonald, and as I'm always joined, I'm joined by Mr. Sean Lawler. Sean, you can't see me, but I can see you. That is very unsettling for you, I'm sure. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, not too bad. That sounded real, real creepy. Um but we're in the throes of basketball season, you know, and NHL playoffs have started. So now we can start paying attention to the NHL and see what's going on. Overtime hockey ain't nothing better. That's right. I love overtime hockey. Not crazy about shootouts, but I love overtime hockey. Well, sometimes it only lasts 30 seconds, so, you know. That's, what, can, that's hey. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, yes, we are in the throes of early playoff basketball and right at the cusp of uh, NHL playoff hockey. But Sean, we're here to talk about the NFL because as always, like we talk about, the NFL is king. And if it's anything you and I know about, it's kings. Um, not a very long pod tonight. There's not much going on in the world. We are just going to touch on a few things and then we have a couple fun topics real quick. Sean, Joe Burrow is on track, full go for week one. That's according to his doctor. Uh, it's against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, as we know, he had the ACL injury last year. They had a chance to draw to draft a top offensive lineman and they went with a wide receiver. So yeah, let's see how that plays out. Uh, do you think Burroughs hurrying back too fast, making it for week one, like an RG three situation or is this different? Uh, I, I'm not too sure. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what exactly the injury was. I'll, uh, comparable to our G3. Mm-hmm. I think he's wants to come back because he is he was an older quarterback coming into the NFL. So he's got limited amounts of snaps left comparable to some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the line that they have at Cincinnati will hold up and be able to protect for him and he won't have what Carson Palmer had happened to him in the playoffs. Jamar Chase might be running shorter routes to get the ball and that they might have to do like kind of a dink and dunk like the Patriots do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, again, the RG3 injury happened in a playoff game and then he came back early. I think Burrow happened, oh boy, week five or six. Yeah, it was more towards the middle of the season, early in the season. So, I mean... Like you said, I'm not a doctor. Even though I drink Dr. Pepper, it doesn't make me a doctor. But we can guess. I mean, I think he'll be okay. But any guy coming back from the ACL is going to be a little hesitant. So we'll see how that leads to. Um, really, just one other bit of news, just because it's it's a pretty big story. Um, 
The Denver Broncos have hired Kelly Klein as the executive director of football operations and special advisor to general manager, new general manager, uh, George Patton. She worked for the Vikings. She is only 30 years old, and she is believed to be the highest ranking female scouting executive ever with an NFL team. Um, I mean, that's <laughs> 30 years old to have those uh, job titles anyway. It's pretty impressive, Sean, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's amazing. 30 years old to be doing that well in the NFL. She's she's on pace to be properly in a excellent, excellent spot as long as everything goes according to plan and she doesn't get any roadblocks ahead. But yeah, 30 to be that that high up is amazing. Well, I'll give you a little bit of her resume here. She spent the last 10 seasons in Minnesota, where, of course, George Patton was before taking the job in Denver. Um, she most recently served as the manager of player personnel and was also a college scout. Um, she will be overseeing various areas of the pro and college scouting departments for the Broncos, including player evaluation and preparation for the NFL draft and free agency. She's also going to oversee the Broncos video and equipment departments. So, I mean, she's going to have a full plate. Um, again, we've, we've talked on this pod about, you know, minorities getting chances, women getting chances. I mean, this is a woman, she's 30 years old and she's got 10 years of pro experience. So uh, she got in early, worked her way up and is obviously rewarded quite successfully. Yeah, um, she was, she only really had to intern, it looks like, for about three seasons. Mm-hmm. Or no, while she two, was two seasons. While she was finishing she was, up, yeah. Yeah, no, and then she was became a paid scouting assistant in 2014. Nice. No. I mean, kudos to her. It just goes to show, I mean, really, whoever you are, if you get a foot in the door, it's what you make of it. And she was obviously, she was shown to, you know, have an eye for it. You know, I don't think they promote you if you are bad at your job. So <laughs> um, I had seen that story about where, you know, where she had gotten the job. I did not realize that she was only 30 years old. Um, that is shocking. Just because, I mean, we, we talk about McVay getting a head coaching job at, what was it, 34? Um, you know, she's a high-ranking front office executive at 30. Like, that's also pretty damn impressive. Yeah. All right. Um, really, we have two things to talk about. Sean, I'm going to let you take the first one, and then I'll give us the second one. You you asked me a question about uh, about divisions. And I, I don't think you were talking about math. What exactly were you talking about? <laughs> so one of the – I had heard a stat that just kind of piqued my interest that last year the NFC West was the only team – or the only division where no teams had less than six wins. Mm-hmm. And the NFC East was the only division with only one team with more than six wins. So that you basically the NFC West was the top, the the best overall division, and the NFC least was the worst. Which is probably why they're called the NFC least, would be my yes. guess. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you are correct. You, you have hit the nail on the coffin. <sighs> so my question is: do we think the same divisions will hit those marks, or will is another division up for getting to that mantle? Hmm. That is an excellent question. So are there any divisions that I think that every team will have more than six wins? Hmm. Six or more. Six or more. Yeah. Cause Sam Fernand had six wins. Um, three pop into my head rather quickly. 
three. Uh, the NFC West, again, I think they can repeat and do that. Um, the NFC North, I like what Detroit is doing. We talked about them with the offensive line. I think that they're, you know, even though Goff is not the guy, I think they could finish right at six wins. Um, I'm not really sure why, because I do think they have limits on offense, but I could just see them doing that. That's probably the, my least favorite of them. And I could see the AFC East. I think you get the first year head bump, the first year head coach bump with Robert Sala. You know, I'm not sure Zach Wilson is the guy. I think the Patriots will have over six wins. Miami, Buffalo, of course. But I could see the Jets, you know, maybe in that middle part of the season winning like maybe three out of five games, something like that. Again, I think Sala's a really good coach. We're, we're going to get a chance to see it. I do like some of their pieces on offense. They've got some guys coming back on defense. So, like, if you ask me which of those is a lock, I'm going to say the NFC West. But I could also see the NFC North and the AFC East all having over six wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's an excellent one. I could, I can definitely see that. Um, Damn, those are really good choices now that I'm looking over them because if New Orleans had competency at, at quarterback, I could mm-hmm. I could see the NFC South. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. Oh, we know. We know what's going to happen, Sean. We just don't want to say it. The AFC North is an interesting one, but Cincinnati, I think, is a year away from being a year away. Yeah. So, because um, they're going to have to drop somebody in the had to play the line in the mm-hmm. next draft. <laughs> yeah. If only they had a chance yeah. at a tackle, if, Sean. If, if, if only. If, if only. only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> so, so what are yours? You, you, you say that you like mine, but it seems like you don't want to piggyback off mine. As we know, you're the ultimate piggybacker. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll allow it for this. No, I'm going to go AFC West will okay. be six plus. I think two of the te- uh, two of the teams can go at least six. Okay. I, I think LA and Kansas City are going to go more than six. Oh, those are, yeah, those are locks yeah. to me. Yeah, those two are locks. Yeah. So I'll go that. AFC East, I want to piggyback off. I will piggyback off that one just because I think, and then I think, I think it is a lock. I think if you had to bet, it would be the NFC West again. Because mm-hmm. I think I said at the beginning of last year that that was the best division. Because yeah. I just, like, I couldn't choose who which team was going to make the playoff or which team wasn't going to make the playoffs from there. Yeah, yeah, we kind of assumed <laughs> that it was going to be coming. Yeah, like three teams were going to be coming out of there. Yeah, so it, I think that's, that's where I'll go with that. And then for teams to the futile... I'm going to have to – NFC East, I think, is locked to potentially do that again. Okay. The yeah. A, I, uh, the a, I think that AFC South. No, Tennessee is going to win more than six. Yeah. Yeah, didn't you say futile, like nobody winning more than seven games? One. Only one, oh, only one, one, I'm sorry, only one or one less. Team. Yeah, so because it was boy. Washington so, won seven games last year. So, so they you, were the only oh, one man. over six. So you have like Tennessee and then you have 
uh, obviously Houston, Jacksonville, and yeah, then Houston, Jacksonville, but potentially like if Indy, Indy craters. Ooh. Like if Carson Wentz implodes there, because now you're looking at the chance wow. that Philadelphia doesn't get three first rounders. Oh, they get two so first rounders in a second. But I, yeah, I get your point. But, yeah. But we all, but I think a lot of people are chalking them up to get three first rounders because we mm-hmm. all assume Carson Wentz will play 70% of the games and, wow. or they'll make the playoffs. So wow. I'm, that's, I'm looking uh, at it like there's the potential that they could just go south. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, boy, if I had, yeah, I didn't, I guess I didn't pick my futile division, did I? Um, Boy, one team with with you know more than six wins and the rest under. It's not the NFC East. I, I just think Washington will be decent even with Fitzpatrick, and I think Dallas, unfortunately, will probably win some games. Hmm. I kind of like that. Oh, no. I still think Indy's going to be good. I like Reich as a head coach. Plus, they're getting some guys healthier this year. You know, Darius Leonard and stuff like that. They're going to they're gonna have some better health this year, I think. Um, sneaky, sneaky, crazy pick is AFC West. I know. I, I like, oh, If the Chargers just don't live up to it, yeah. Yeah, if the Chargers crater and then oh. the Broncos crater and the Raiders crater, like that's mm. like that's like the sneaky choice. Wow. And potentially the mm. and I looked at the AFC North as well. I um I was just about to say <laughs> that. Like I really oh man. I, I'll tell you what, I will go with I'll go with the NFC South. I think Tampa okay, will have. Yeah. I think Tampa will have obviously a good record. Uh, Atlanta, if Ryan isn't the guy, if he's not gonna, you know, play at a high level for the next couple of years, as his head coach seems to think he will. Uh, if New Orleans is just a, a dumpster fire, uh, you know, <laughs> things things of that sort. So yeah. So who is it? Tampa Bay, New Orleans. No, that's a that's a good one too, actually, because Atlanta was Atlanta. And Carolina. Carolina. So it's basically you're you're saying New Orleans goes back down to where those guys were last year. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Carolina might actually play better, but it, I, I mean, six games, sure. Yeah, yeah it, I'm going to go with the NFC South. That'll be mine. I'm going to go because that NFC was South. the absolute top and bottom. Because the yeah. bottom was so bad and the top was so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say the NFC South. That'll be my that'll be my division of futility. As they say. Nice. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. And then really to the last topic uh, that we have tonight, I posted a poll in the Ringer NFL group and I, it was just something I was kind of thinking of and about like, we talk about, you know, the 17 game schedule now and, you know, we see, you know, first round rookie quarterbacks and veterans, you know, that are kind of in position, who's going to start when and things of that sort. And I started to think, well, I wonder when it's all said and done, who's going to play the most snaps. So I broke it down into three categories, and everybody had a chance to vote. Our, our lovely Sean Lawler got to vote. I voted. Um, I think I voted. Sometimes I vote on my polls. I don't know. Uh, and basically, the question was, of the three groups, which group ends up with the most snaps played at the end of the season? And it was three groups. The first group was Trevor Lawrence. That's it. That's the group. 
Um, my thinking was he's a day one starter. He's going to take all the snaps. That's it. So a year's worth of snaps. And depending on how that offense is, it might be a high number. It might be a middle of the pack number. My second group was a combination of Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Again, three rookies taken in the first round. My other group was Jimmy Garoppolo, Andy Dalton, and Mac and uh, Cam Newton. Those three quarterbacks are the three veteran quarterbacks sitting in front of currently the three rookie quarterbacks taken. So my question was basically of those three groups, combination wise, who was going to play the most snaps? Um, Sean, do you have the updated uh, votes right there in front of you? I do. So right now, so it looks like so there's three. So 63 votes in, 33 for Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, 20 mm. for Trevor Lawrence, and 10 for Jimmy G, Andy Dalton, and Cam Newton. Wow. So people do not trust the veterans. Um, again, really, when you think about it, it again, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to the first snap of the season, barring injury to the final snap of the season. He's going to take them all. Mm -hmm. I think Jimmy G starts the season as the starter. How many games does he make it? I don't know. I think seven to nine is a fair guesstimate. Uh, Cam Newton is the starter, I presume. I think he plays all 17 games. Andy Dalton's the starter. That one's a toss-up. I mean, does Justin Fields win it in camp? Or, I mean, I think something just came out yesterday possibly that matt nagy said that andy dalton is the week one starter uh mm -hmm. we haven't even had otas yet but <laughs> sure that's probably a reason you're a lame duck coach and signed a one-year deal like uh <laughs> maybe you don't make those kinds of decisions now until you actually see what justin fields can do um uh, sean dalton I, the red rifle himself uh sean which group did you vote for and why I voted for Trevor Lawrence. I just thought that having the whole season, because uh, you're basically picking whether the three teams will go with the backups versus the starters. Mm -hmm. And I think you might get some inconsistency there. Like, like you had said, you think Cam Newton's playing the whole season. So basically you're not getting a hundred snaps from Matt Jones. Um, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, that's a toss up. Mm -hmm. Same with Trey Lance. A lot of people think he might not even come in this season. If if San Fran had their way, they would just probably have Jimmy G play the whole season. Yeah, kind of like Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so so I thought Trevor Lawrence is the safe bet. Obviously, if he threw Zach Wilson in there, it's a no brainer. I, but, there's a reason yeah. I there's a reason I left Zach Wilson off, and it, if I would have matched him up with with um. With Trevor Lawrence, it would have been the clear runaway in my opinion. Yeah, because it would have been no rares, two, two day ones. So I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get all the snaps. Their Gardner Minshew is basically on, on the way out. Like, is he even signed? I, is he even on their roster? He, he is. Um, he is definitely on the trading block. If you want Gardner Minshew and a lifetime supply of mustache green, then uh, just make an offer to Jacksonville. Uh, so what, what do you have to send them? Um, I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably a lifetime supply of conditioner with that, that main that Trevor Lawrence has, <laughs> you know, that'd be my guess. 
you think I mean, he'll I don't see know. what Herbert I... did and cut his hair? Oh boy, I don't know. Lawrence seems to be what kind of happen? his own man. What do you think would happen if Lawrence cut his hair like Trevor, like Herbert did? I, I thought Herbert would get more of an uplook for cutting his hair. I... God, he looked like he looked like a high school kid still. That was kind of <laughs> gross. He looked younger. <laughs> he looked younger. Yeah, yeah. Some people get their hair cut short and they look older. Like he he aged backwards. It's like Benjamin Button or something. I don't know. Um, boy, what would happen if Trevor Lawrence cut his hair? I don't know. That's it's interesting. I guess it depends on what the cut is. Like if he just shaves it bald, like that's you know if he it goes goes, with the, goes the crew like Trevor like Herbert basically got one of the coaches to cut his hair yeah is, is what happened like so no, it's I'm, not I'm, really much of a haircut as much as I'm, an army cut <laughs> i'm talking i'm talking like if he goes like brian hoyer like bald i'm talking about like bald uh you know that's 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 ballsy his wedding might um, be called off <laughs> it, it might be you're, you're right it might be called off um yeah, I don't know what'll happen, but I, I did think it was an interesting poll just because I wanted to see what people were thinking. And, and people brought up a lot of good points with with you know each one and you know some fans of teams are like, well, no, Fields is gonna start day one, or you know, Jimmy G, you know, he's fragile, so you can't depend on him for the whole season and you know, things of that sort. So again, I, I thought it was just kind of a fun little thought exercise, which in the doldrums of the NFL offseason right now, that's really what we're trying to do. You know, even with the pod, it's just come up with some fun thought exercises and and things of that sort. Yeah, you uh, know, comparing the number of wins Blake Bortles and Aaron Rodgers have since 2017. Playoff wins. Playoff Oof. wins, yeah. It's that was a that was an interesting stat <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> I was like, well, wait a minute, that can't be real. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh. Ooh, that's real. <laughs> the way the way that I reacted to that was if you ever watch South Park, um, whenever Satan had his super sweet 16, yo, hell party, and it was a costume party, <laughs> and one of the demons complains that, that somebody came dressed up as Steve Irwin, like two weeks after Steve Irwin died, and Satan goes to approach him and and he says, you know, hey man, that just happened. Like you gotta change costumes. And it's really Steve Irwin, and he goes, no, Satan, it's me, Steve. And he goes, oh, oh, well, that's different. No costume. You got to leave. Like, I just feel like my element of surprise when I look at the numbers, I'm like, oh, oh, that's a real stat. Oh, well, I have to think about this. Like, it, it's really, it's really off-putting. I just don't, I don't know. Is Blake Bortles the Steve Irwin with a stingray in his chest? Or is it Aaron Rodgers? I'm not sure in that scenario. <laughs> but... It's, so it's, it's, it's a question about Aaron Rodgers. Does he end his career with a winning playoff record or a losing playoff record? Oh, we're going to finish on this. Okay. You got to tell me right now, what is his all-time playoff record? Can I guess it? Sure. Is it 9 and 11? 11 and 9. Oh, damn it. I was close. Okay. So yeah. 11. Oh, boy. 11 and 9. Does he end with a losing playoff record? Uh, no. The reason I say that is because he's two games ahead right now. He's 38 years old. And despite everything going on, he has a good team around him. So I think even if they do win 13, 14 games again, whether they get the number one seed or they play in the divisional round or whatever, that they can make it to another NFC championship game and they could lose another NFC championship game. So you win one, you lose one. You're still two games over. So, I mean, I just don't see it happening. What about you? 
yeah, I think because basically he's just 50, he's going 500 mm-hmm. the rest of it because it's one and one, one and one. The last two was like, it was like two and one. Yep. So he's only had three one and outs out of the, out of his 11 playoff uh, performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. If he, I- if he, like, if they, if they have a couple two a couple one and outs, that would be Oof. that'd be pretty interesting. Well, I mean, especially everything going on. If if like the next two seasons they were one and done, if he was there for two more seasons, <laughs> he's definitely leaving. Yeah. Um, and then it, and then it, does that get counted in any like Mount Rushmore goat debates or anything <sighs> like that? Listen, I because I, I don't know what, he's got like his regular season record is like unreal oh it's incredible but it's because that division is just trash <laughs> compared to him <laughs> like, yeah i mean they have had some good teams i mean people i mean the lions really are the team when people talk about trash for the most part of of you know yeah well, i don't think the lions have made the playoffs in what like 20 years or something like something that? like that no they they went to staff and went to the playoffs once i thought and then they lost yeah a couple years ago jim caldwell um oh, okay I could be wrong with that, but, you know, we'll do some research. You know, Minnesota's had good teams off and on through his tenure, but definitely they're not the strongest division. But I think there's something you need to keep in mind. when, If you look at these divisions that have really great quarterbacks, again, we talk about Tom Brady in the AFC East. Well, the AFC East is terrible. Aaron Rodgers in the NFC North. Well, the NFC North is terrible. Well, that may be the case, or maybe those teams are just really effing good because of great all-time quarterbacks. Like it, there is kind of a correlation between like great all-time quarterbacks and their divisions usually being pretty bad, quote unquote, because they're really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just, I'm sorry, it's a matter of fact. Like the San Francisco 49ers won four Super Bowls. I don't think many people are saying, "Oh, the 49ers played in a trash division." No, <laughs> they were just really good. Like it's okay. Yeah. I mean. A little bit could be true for both sides, but let's just not say they're playing stepping stones because that's not always the case. Maybe the reason that they're stepping stones is because they have a giant boulder on top of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's only had two losing seasons. Yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, No, that's really – boy, that's a great question, though. That's 11 and 9 with everything going on. That's a great question. I like that, Sean. Um. I don't have a big idea for tonight. Uh, like I said, this we, we kind of had bigger plans, but it, they just kind of fell through. So we wanted to get something out there for everybody. Uh, Sean, if you don't have anything else. No, I'm good. I'm good. No? We can go right. enjoy the rest of our night and get ready for Thursday. Thursday is, I promise you, one of the most fun episodes we are going to do. We are uh, joined by our good friend, Joe, another Canadian from north of the border or, you know, as Sean calls it, home. And we are going to give you our favorite sports movies. Uh, We have five categories. It is football, baseball, basketball, hockey, and wild card. Wild card could be anything. So we're going to talk about them. We'll have some of the same movies. We'll have different movies. Maybe people will laugh at us. Maybe we'll make fun of each other. I really don't know, but I'm super excited for it because I love talking movies about as much as I love talking about sports. And uh, I cannot wait to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I I can't wait to listen to his newest episode. 
that he put out on his pod. Yes. We got. Yes, I knew about this. This is a long time coming. Our good friend Joe, if you go listen to the Glansky and Friends podcast, uh, he actually has a Olympic gold medalist that he got to interview uh, who now runs a cannabis business in, in Canada. So Damn right you, he does. you Canadians, I tell you, you get all the best things. Um, but yeah, that's coming Thursday night. So that bottle will be out Friday as long as Sean can get off his butt and edit it. So uh <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's strange. I, oh, I'm kidding. I bow down to the greatness of you Canadians. Um, I'm Joe McDonald. That's Sean Lawler. This is the Out of Bounds podcast. Out of Bounds with a Z. Don't forget to come check us out on all your favorite streaming platforms. Again, check us out on Facebook. Find the page. Find the group. Come to the Ringer NFL group where we're always commenting and posting on stuff. I started quite a firestorm today with my Jason Witten Hall of Famer take. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> let's just let's just say Lewis was not happy with me. Uh, don't forget to go listen to Sean on his Angry Way Dad podcast. Go listen to Sean and Trey and Marcus as they did a live YouTube feed on the end of the season after Sunday's games where the, the playoff seedings were set. The guys broke down, you know, the rewards for the season, what they think, you know, some of the playoff matchups, things of that sort. But go check out Charity Stripe Commentary. Go check out the aforementioned Lewis and Brendan and, our, our, again, our good buddy Trey is on there sometimes, their friend Michael, um, talking about all different kinds of things. Right now they're talking about their favorite sports memories that they saw live you know, on TV or in person. So that's a really fun topic. Um, and, yeah, just everybody be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you Thursday. Peace. Okay, so the Pacers play at either Washington or at Boston. And the, and, the, and the winner of that game plays the Nets or the two seed? No, the winner of the Pacers loser um, plays the Sixers. They're, they'll be the eight seed. So the winner of Wizard Celtics is the seven seed. Oh, okay. So the best the Pacers can do is the eight seed. Yeah. So the Pacers aren't in the playoffs yet. No. They're in the play. See, I thought it went that the winner, the winner of the seven, like whoever won the seven eight matchup, played the winner of the nine ten matchup, and then no, they, no. So the Hornets are done. Well, yeah, no, no. I knew the Hornets were done. But I, I thought the loser of like tonight's game was also done. No. Well, that's some... shit. It's double elimination on that end. Uh huh. And single one. elimination for us. Yeah, and you have to win twice to make it. Oh, double victory. Oh, or you wouldn't have made without the without the playing. You wouldn't have made the playoffs. I know, but still. So you have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, say so we're still not Whereas in the playoffs. Yeah, it's funny. Because on the Bills pod, Russell was saying that Golden State Memphis had higher stakes last year. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, technically did, but you know, it's still pretty pretty good stakes. It's like you can either be the seventh the eight seed or the ten seed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, either have to win once or or win twice. <sighs> Always something. <laughs>